0: Amen. It is such a privilege and a blessing to be here um, this morning. I feel overwhelmed this morning. Uh, I've been here a few times throughout the last five years, and what a blessing it, it's been to watch the progress, the progression, even with your musicians now, and singers, and and so uh, I, I, I come with a message, but uh, the Lord had given me a personal message. And so I got to tell you that as I was sitting there uh, uh, looking over the crowd, and, and there, there's the one that's known me the longest, of course, my sister, amen. But, but there's somebody here that when we were 10 years old, after Sunday school, we would run, uh, from Sunday school, and we go to the canal, take off our church clothes and go jump in the canals in Jimtown. Amen. And, and we'd swim for hours. Because back in those days, you went to Sunday school uh, from 10 to 12, and then you went back to church at 5. And so we'd swim in the canal all day. Then we'd dry off from all that dirty water, put our church clothes back on. Amen. And go get ready to sing in the children's choir for church. And then we'd go back to our – and sing it – our five o'clock service, uh, and it's so good to to have him here, Brother Chuck. Amen. It's so good to see you. Um, those 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 memories are very dear to our heart. And 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 man, it, it was the process of of our beginnings uh, of, of of falling in love with an amazing God. And and then in that journey, it, it, again, as I look through the crowds and friends, were 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 developed um, throughout the the years in in our young years. The Chidas were there to see us get married, Amen. Go from single kids graduating high school and watched us get married, Amen. And of course, our our we have sons the same age as his son, uh, Ralphie, and and uh, and and then we went to Ventura and they came back to Arizona, and uh, and again progression, and then some of the people here have pastored you and we loved you and, and now to see what God is doing in your life at this time it's, 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 a, it's a blessing to us and then this place came about five years ago and there are some that were there the night that I anointed Larry, Pastor Larry now into the ministry of, of opening this church and because of that day you're here And these seats are are filled because of that burden in that moment. And and you can't help but to deny or not deny that God has you here for a reason. And he has you here for a purpose. And and the hell you've been through and and the stuff that the devil thought he would take you out with. God had a purpose. And God had a, a refuge already set up that I didn't know. 40 years ago swimming in the canal that I was going to be part of I was just a troubled kid running around and I didn't know what God was going to do through our ministry and some of you have no idea everything that you're at and everything you're going through and everything your mess that you've overcome and and fighting through you can't see 40 years from now you can't see 20 years from now. Maybe you're in that place of, of, of I don't know. And I, I, I just I'm, I'm not sure. I'm a testimony is just just wait on God. Amen. Just wait on God. He, he, he's a God that doesn't reveal to us the end in the beginning. He just says, trust me. Just trust me. And so I'm glad to be here this morning I haven't slept good for two days amen because as some of you know I'm a big baby and I'm terrible being away from my wife and so I look forward to flying on that sardine plane southwest and we were packed coming here man it was a packed plane but I, I look forward to going back and being with her tonight amen she sends her love and regards also and finally, to those that I pastor right now, Sister Angela, Sister Eva, it's such a blessing to see you here, and it's such a blessing to watch this happen. And 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 and, what a blessing! What a blessing! Are you ready for the word? Let's get into the word. First Samuel chapter seventeen. We're going to be reading verses twenty-three and 20, twenty-nine right now. And the Bible says this. And he, and as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words. And David heard them. David heard them. Tell your neighbor. David heard them. He heard. He heard the words. He heard what he was saying. And David said, "What have I now done?" Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? My topic this morning is simply, and David heard them, and David heard them. Jesus, we thank you this morning for the reading of your word, and we ask you to bless this message today. Bless those that are here, God, have come, God, with, with for whatever reason, God, you know the heart. I pray, God, this morning, God, that somebody's heart might be touched, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You may take your seats at this time. Praise the Lord. You know, as being a Christian, it it is, it is easy uh, uh, to fall into the place of knowing what it is to be a Christian and and pursuit to be a Christian and, 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 and say we're Christians, and that's kind of obvious. Um, we talk about that a lot. I need to interject really quick. There's people that aren't here, and I want them to know that I know they're not here. So, so Gregory, tell your mom and dad we missed them. We noticed they weren't there, and we're praying for them, and we hope to see them next time we're here. And, and, and tell Daniel we missed them, and we hope to see him when he okay is that his shoes in the restroom okay i was wondering who that was are uh, the fire oh, he's the fireman he knows how to do that all right well, i hope to see him and finally the woods uh uh soraya and and, and brother ernest amen and their son we missed them amen let them know let them know please tell them amen and so we, we're we're as we say we're a christian and 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 we are are are, are doing what we do to be a christian There's some things that I think is so often missed and there is a a, a problem with really believing that we are Christians because we've fallen away from the proclamation or proclaiming Christ everybody's a christian today everybody uh, uh is is saying uh they believe in jesus and they have their definition their personal definition of what it is to be a follower of christ but the number one principle of of being a follower of christ is that is we proclaim christ and and we we tell people amen that 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 Christ is still the answer for everything man and that Christ is still amen the life changer and and Christ is still amen the hope that we have as humanity amen. I think that that this season that that our world has seen and we see society amen uh, in all the turmoil that it's in uh, one of the things that that kind of has broken my heart as as a christian is um that the church folks the people that go to church and the people that proclaim to be christians have shut their mouth and and fallen suit with with the things of this world and and, and have just become silent and so uh as I, we read in the text there there's this boy amen as we know him as david and David all he was was he was the the uh, Uber Eats guy amen and he was the guy that was told to take lunch to his the, the real men amen uh, the the army of, of Israel and he was just the delivery boy and, and he went out there where, where God's uh, soldiers were. And he looked into the hills and he saw all the soldiers hiding in the mountains. And he saw them there and and, and he was like, what's going on? Amen. Uh, and all of a sudden in the distance uh, he heard the most thunderous voice uh, of the champion of the Philistines. And he heard them uh, in the distance uh, and he heard the words that Goliath was speaking spewing out of his mouth and calling names to the children of Israel and mocking them and laughing at them. And, and David in his youth and, and in his ignorance, he, he, he was like, Who's going to do something? He's looking around, and, and 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 the brothers saw them. Be quiet. Just mind your own business. Just give us our lunch and go back to the sheep. Uh, go back to the flock of dad and get out of here. This is men business. Uh, you got no business being here. Uh, this is man stuff, and, and you don't know anything. Uh, and David was kind of surprised at, at his brothers as they hid in the rocks and in the mountain. Uh, they, they, they were so passive on what was going on you see uh, if you look at it in reality it's kind of where we're at today i wonder how many church folks are in the rocks and satan is yelling at us And he's screaming at us, and and we're quiet uh, about what we believe in. We're quiet about our faith, amen. We're quiet about what we believe in. Uh, We're quiet about the crisis that's going on. Uh, I'm talking about the crisis and the need for God more than ever before. I don't know if you feel it in the world, the evil that's going on, uh, the, the brutality, the violence, the anger. You see, uh, we, we, we think it's just COVID. We think it's the vaccinated against the unvaccinated. We think it's uh, those that, that that voted for Biden, those that hate Biden. And let me tell you something. It's not those things. you got to look beyond the curtain and see what's really going on. There's a Goliath out there. There's a spiritual world and a spiritual battle that's happening. But the church, oh, where's the church today? Are you hearing the words of what Goliath is really saying? David looked at his brothers. He was shocked that they were upset with him. And he looked at them with very powerful words. And he said, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason to fight? Is there not a purpose uh, to stand up to this Philistine? You see, a cause is what we need. A cause is so important because it's a principle, an aim, a movement that because of a deep commitment One is prepared to defend or to advocate for. When you are a man or a woman with a cause, that means you're willing to go down and die for it. You're willing to put everything on the line for it. And David, amen, uh, he was filled with the cause. He was filled to defend, uh, amen, the name of the Lord. Uh, he was willing to stand up for what, amen, was important to him. Amen. I wonder today, what is important to you? Is there a cause in your life? Is there something so deep that you're committed to uh, that you want to fulfill Deuteronomy 6 uh, when it says uh, you will tell it to your children uh, in the rising of the morning? Uh, You will tell it to them as you walk by the day, uh, as you will tell it to them as the sun goes down. Uh, Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? that you will give this message uh, and you will protect this message, uh, amen, and that you will preserve it, uh, not just for the now, but it's a cause that is to pass down from you to your children and your children's children and those that you will, may not ever see. Amen, amen. The cause, what is the cause that you wake up in the morning for? What is the cause? That by the time you go to bed at night, uh, and sometimes you're beat up in your flesh, uh, sometimes you're tired in your mind, uh, but you would know uh, that the cause uh, that you fought for that day, uh, that early in the morning you got up uh, and you stood, at, you stood there at the edge of your bed uh, and you said, God, uh, if you just give me the strength one more day, uh, God, I will reflect you. Uh, I will be, uh, hallelujah, what you want. Me to be here, uh, I will preach the message uh, in my job, uh, at my school, uh, amen. In my family, uh, because I have a cause. Is there not a cause? The words he heard a godly cause when a person stands for a godly cause produces courage. In the midst of fear, let's face it, I don't care how tough we claim we are, what we've done in our life, uh, how strong we are. Uh, You know, I'm not afraid. Uh, If somebody tells me something, uh, I'll tell them right back. Uh, I'm not afraid. Uh, but, But there is a true fear that every man and woman will have. But when you have a cause, it will produce a courage that is so strong. You see, when King Saul heard about David, that David went to Saul and he said he'd be willing to fight. He told Saul like this in verse 32 of the same chapter. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. David put everything on him to fight on behalf of God's people. He said, Don't let nobody's heart worry. I'll be there and I'll fight. I will go out and I'll put my life on the line. Uh, Let me tell you something. When you believe in something, uh, when you believe, uh, amen, in what you stand on, uh, the word of God, uh, let me tell you, uh, there are times in my life, uh, amen, uh, growing up, uh, being a young dad, being a young husband, uh, amen, being a young pastor, uh, I didn't know where to turn. Uh, I had no, uh, amen, uh, where to go. uh, But one thing, i do for sure if i stood on the word if i stood on the cause of christ uh, he promised uh, he would never leave me uh, he would never forsake me uh, all he wants me to do uh, is stand up and fight uh, Fight with everything that is in me. Uh, Fight for my family. Uh, Fight for my church. Uh, Fight for my brothers. Uh, Oh, God, uh, there are things that I've had to fight, uh, and it wasn't my courage, uh, but it was the courage of the Lord. Uh, I said it was the courage of God uh, that fell from the top of my head uh, to the soles of my feet. Courage. Some of us need a fresh anointing of courage. We need courage to fight off the things that we're afraid of. Courage to fight off our past. Courage to fight off the wounds and the scars of yesteryear. Courage to forgive and forget. Courage to let things go courage you need courage and when you get that courage uh, amen uh, you will be able to lick any enemy that comes your way but it comes from a cause it comes from having a cause when you look throughout history uh, amen in the natural great men and great women will have accomplished much because they stood up for a cause they stood up for what was right. Uh, they stood up for what they believed in. Amen. Uh, it took uh, someone with the courage like Dr. King. Uh, it took someone with, the, with a cause like, like Gandhi and, and Mandela and all these great fearless leaders. Uh, amen. Uh, they had a cause and what they were standing for. And because of a cause, uh, they got courage to withstand the inevitable. Do you have courage today? Yeah. And maybe you don't have courage because you really don't have a cause. Really, you don't have that, that, that principle. I believe everybody that comes to Christ wants to go to heaven. But you know what I have learned in time? I have learned that one of the greatest times that you will hear the most Lies are at funerals. Have you ever noticed how some of the worst people have been the most loving fathers? Some of the most craziest people love god i I, I have been amazed as I've officiated so many over my years of Ministering. It's like that movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Now, I'm not the judge. I'm not the one. But one thing I do know, that unless a man or a woman repent of their sins and turn their life over to Christ, the Bible says that they can never make heaven their home. But we, the church, I believe, I'm talking about church folks. I'm talking about people that have been baptized in his name and filled with his spirit. I think have a sense of guilt when they go to these type of events. Loved ones, friends, there is a guilt because they never said anything. We didn't say, you need to change your life. We enabled them. We were part of it. Somewhere, we lost the cause. We lost the cause and the courage to tell them. You need to stop what you're doing. You need to repent of your sin because there's a real hell and there's a real heaven. And the choice is yours. I understand why Joshua was stood up that day uh, and he looked at the people of Israel and he said, choose ye this day. He had to have courage because in the crowd he knew there were going to be people that would not agree with him. There would be people that would say, you're a crazy preacher. There will be someone that stood up and said, who are you to say this? Oh, my God. But let me tell you, friend, there is a cause. There is a cause. I believe in it. I believe in it. The word of God is clear that if you stand up for the cause of Christ, he will give you the courage. In the midst of the fear. If you are a man or a woman called with the cause. It will produce vision. In the midst of your doubt. Verse 37 of the same chapter. The Bible says David said moreover. The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion. Out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand. Of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David. Go and the Lord be with thee. When you are a man or a woman that have a cause and you have courage, vision will come that when you see Goliath, amen, uh, you will see him already dead. You will see the giant has fallen, uh, amen. Just talk to any athlete, amen, uh, anybody that is great. uh, If you see, amen, uh, their biography, uh, they will always tell you, uh, if they are a a powerful hitter in baseball, he will tell you uh, that before I get up, to the the plate uh, I will already have seen uh, because I've studied uh, the pitcher and I know he likes to go uh, with the fastball on the outside uh, and I could already envision uh, myself with the swing and connecting and it going in left center field and over the the, the 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 barriers and hitting a home run he said I could already have a vision of it every basketball player will tell you uh, I can envision myself uh, at the last second, uh, amen, throwing that ball up, amen, into Amen! Uh, uh, the backboard and landing in the rim. Uh, I could already envision it, amen. Uh, they have a vision for their life, amen. Uh, but let me tell you for us believers in Christ, uh, amen, uh, that when you have a cause, uh, God will give you a vision. And when you see the vision, it don't matter how great the enemy is, how great the challenge. I know my God will deliver me. I know my God will see to it. I know my God. He didn't leave me when the lion came. He didn't leave me when the bear came. He didn't leave me when the haters came. He didn't, amen, leave me when I lost my job. It was just preparation, amen, for a better blessing. Oh, God, but when the giant of my life comes God will deliver me like he did before you see but when you have a cause you have to be willing to put it all out there with the vision have a vision that my children will serve the Lord I have a vision Too many times we're caught up with other visions. I have the vision of owning this, and I have a vision of that. When I was a young man, younger, I'm still young. Let me take that back. When I got married, I was 19 years old. I knew when I graduated from high school, I wanted to be married and start a family. That was my priority. I I, I knew it. We got married at 19 and, and uh, wanted to have a family. I wanted to be a good dad. I wanted to be a, a good husband. And I always had a vision of our life. I had a vision of my children serving the Lord. I always had a vision and so when every devil that would come against my children every time Goliath tried to come and take my babies amen every time amen he tried to come against my marriage uh, I already had the vision of what was happening down there I already saw my boys amen doing things for God I already saw my girls uh, and I held to that vision and so when Goliath tried to come at me uh, amen I wasn't afraid of him I already seen it amen I already seen it i didn't know how and i didn't know the journey it would be there i didn't know the hell we'd go through but i already had the vision it gave me courage and with that courage and vision in mind i was not afraid to to what was gonna come there's no greater purpose in your life than seeing your children serve God than your marriage being dedicated to God let me tell you it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter how high you go up the ladder in your in your job all that is nothing it perishes away but let me tell you one day I pray to God that I will stand before God and I'll say God I did it look behind me my wife my children my grandchildren children that is what i'm fighting for that's what you need to have a cause for those things that are eternal not the temporary not what makes you feel good now but the eternal the eternal things of god Every day you wake up in the morning, I pray that you have a cause. Hope you wake up with a cause that will bring a fight. That will bring vision. a Vision. And no Goliath will take that vision from you. Thirdly, godly cause produces perseverance in the midst of adversity. Verses 44 and 45 says this. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with sword and spear and with the shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, who thou hast defied. There is going to be adversity. I can promise you this. It will cost you. It will cost you to fight for your family. It will cost you tears. It will cost you heartache, but be not weary in well-doing for in due season. You will reap if you faint not. Uh, If you don't give up, you will see the blessings of God fall. You will see God, but you must persevere. You will see the blessings of God come to you if you continue in the path. If you continue on the journey that god has called you yeah. listen crc visiting friends this walk with god is not something you just do for a couple of years and it's not just something that's cool to be involved in and and you could tell and you could put on your resume my community services i belong to a church It's not that I just feed the homeless from time to time, and and it sounds good, uh, but this is a lifestyle. Serving God, serving God is with cause uh, that every time uh, I walk into the grocery store, my heart is moved uh, because all of a sudden the Holy Ghost spoke to me. uh, That cashier needs the love, uh, needs, uh, needs, uh, uh, I appreciate your work, and God loves you. uh, uh, All of a sudden, uh, what you you're moved because you stand for a cause and that cause is Jesus Christ. It's not enough just to come to church every day. It's not enough, amen, uh, hallelujah, just to do activities. But if that activity, but if that 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 event uh, does not uh, go after the hearts of souls. Uh, If it doesn't, trying to to go uh, to the mouth of a lion and pull out, amen, a sheep, a lamb, uh, and say, "Oh no, uh, you're not going to take that one." Uh, I prayed too much for her. I prayed too much for him. Let go of him, Satan! Uh, uh, In Jesus' name. I stand for a cause. I stand for a cause. My cause is to pull people out of the flames of hell. The Bible says that one day Jesus went to the mountain of the, and he looked over the city of Jerusalem, and the Bible says he began to weep. He began to cry because there were people lost without a shepherd. They had no direction. You sit here comfortable this morning. and You hear the word. But where's your neighbor at? Do you weep when you hear the domestic violence of your neighbor? Do you weep when you see your cousin who's drugged out, lost his way? Do you weep at where the world is today? I remember growing up in the church, and those of you that have been around the church a little while, you know we always heard about the coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming. I, I, I grew up under the time when, when, the, when the movies that came out distanced distant thunder and it was about the rapture and missing the rapture i grew up under a season of a preacher by the name of freddie jose He put on at our convention amen the white throne judgment i grew up under a time that all we always heard was jesus was coming but you know what church the church has got comfortable it's gotten complacent and we are learning to live a complacent life comfortable here on earth and let me tell you if you live to be 60 70 80 years a hundred years you will live a long time but that is just a drop in the bucket to eternity amen that's a drop in the bucket God is coming amen like a thief in the night he's coming back soon we see the prelude to it you could read the newspapers they don't talk about it on CNN they don't talk about it on Fox News they don't talk Talk about it, but right now where you're at, uh, amen, the Catholic Pope uh, has signed a proclamation. Uh, there is a new program called Chrislam uh, where Islam uh, and, and Catholicism are combining forces uh, and they're joining together. Uh, why? Uh, to make the one world church. Uh, they're coming together. Uh, you could sit there comfortably uh, and not worry about it. Uh, and maybe you'll make the rapture, uh, But what about your family? What about your friends? Oh, I'm not here to scare you, but I really am because you should be scared for your children. You should be scared for your neighbors. And you need to tell them Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. so caught up being afraid of this virus and I know people die I've lost family and friends to this and I know it's real but Jesus says don't be afraid of the one that can kill the body Uh but you should be afraid of the one that can damn your soul And I just wonder, what have we done with the message? What have we done? Who have you witnessed to this year? Who have you told? When was the last time you brought someone to the house of the Lord? When was the last time? You were excited. You had the privilege to be in the house of the Lord. One day I went to go preach a sunrise service. 5.30 in the morning. You old-timers remember the Matotinos? But this church or this district. I was preaching for another district. It was at 5.30. It's a pre-sunrise service. (laughs) And I had to drive an hour and a half to get there. So I left my house about 3.30 in the morning. We went through this area that's called South Whittier. There, and I'm sure my sister can remember, in this area, I hadn't been to this area in years. There used to be a Kmart there, Santa Fe Springs. There used to be a a Sears store there. I don't think there's Sears anymore, right? No Sears anymore. When I was a a baby, my mom is light-skinned like your pastor's wife here. And, And... my my parents used to hang out. My dad living the crazy life that he did, and my mom never knew that life. And so the people they hung out was Cholas and homegirls, and and these particular gals were were good at 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 living the life. And if you come from the '70s, in the '70s, it meant everybody was barefooted and and living the life of being barefoot and. These ladies were were walking to Kmart barefoot to go by. Remember the sandwich roll? I don't know if Arizona's like that. But in LA, that's the way it was. All these sandwiches in a bag and popcorn by the 55-gallon. So my mom gets out of the car, and, and the homegirls get out, and they're walking in, in the black top, and my mom, all white and tenderfoot gets gets me out of the car seat. Well, I don't even think we had a car seat in those days. And and she grabbed me out of the back seat and picked me up and started walking, realized how hot the blacktop was and her tender feet could not take it. She started hopping around with me in her arms and eventually threw me up in the air and dropped me there. And and I'm driving through it. I'm just remembering these things. I'm remembering One Christmas, we went to Sears, and we were shopping around in Sears. And back in those days, Sears had this big glass mirrors all the way around it. And what it was, security would be up there watching. We got to our car, which is a Volkswagen, old Volkswagen. And all of a sudden, these guys come, and they jump my dad and throw him on the car. Boom, and they... Start frisking them, and they grab my mom's purse, and they throw it out. They're undercover police. So we're arresting you for shoplifting. My dad's like, what? Shoplifting, and emptying my mom's purse, and there it was. Stole a ratchet set for my dad for Christmas. I wanted to give you a good Christmas. They arrest my dad. They take him underneath Sears, throw him down the stairs. Dad had no idea what mom was doing. She wasn't a good thief. (laughs) All these memories started coming to my mind as I was traveling through this little part of Santa Fe Springs, South Whittier. And tears started rolling down my eyes because I remember the pain of our life growing up. But there was a little lady who worked with my mom. And she would begin to tell him about the love of Jesus. God loves you. God loves you. And all of a sudden, her husband would come with her and begin to give Bible studies to my father. Tell him, they would stay up till 1, 2 in the morning with the gospel. They would share with him Acts 2.38 and Acts 10 and, and on and on, Acts 19, and go over all the texts, all the scriptures, and they'd be up 1, 2 in the morning sharing. 1981. Mom and dad gave their lives to the Lord and baptized in Jesus' name. Because somebody had a cause for a family like ours. There are people in your circles of life that are just like me and my sister were, broken and messed up. But somebody had a cause. I wonder who's going to sit in these chairs by next year. I wonder who's going to fill it because somebody will leave here this morning because you have a cause. And you're not satisfied with seeing that person that God put in your heart continue in the path that they have been living. You're determined. Because if not me, then who, God? God. I've told you before the story in the years past of my father-in-law that I have been I was married to her for over 25 years, and my father-in-law only spoke Spanish, and, and, and I didn't speak Spanish, and I didn't desire to speak Spanish. But he got cancer, and one day God began to deal with my heart. Uh, hey, preacher, he said to me, hey, preacher, I called you. And the minute I got the burden, the minute, minute I got the cause for my father in law, God used us. And I baptized him in Jesus' name. And he was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost in his kitchen. And he's still serving God today. Why? Because I had to pick up the cause. I had to have the courage to tell him he needed salvation. I had to have the vision of baptizing him. I had to persevere. Let me tell you, if you want change, if you want salvation, amen, you've got to pick up the cause. Because if you don't cry the tears, who's going to cry them? If you don't make the phone call, who's going to call them? If you don't make the invitation, who's going to make the invitation? I'm going to close. I have a burden this morning. Because CRC, where do we go from here? Five years have passed. Great accomplishments have happened. But you're at a crossroad. Reminds me of the church and its birth in Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11 is a very interesting chapter because from... Acts 1 to Acts chapter 11, after the Holy Ghost had fallen on Pentecost and and the commandment was go that they would take the gospel from Jerusalem to Samaria and all the uttermost parts. Do you know that it, it took 40 years to leave Jerusalem? Salvation, as was preached on the day of Pentecost from Peter, It had only been preached to Jews for 40 years. For 40 years, they just reached themselves. For 40 years, but all of a sudden, a moment happened. And Cornelius had a dream. And Peter went, met Cornelius, a Gentile. The Bible says that as he began to lift up his hands and and he began to speak with other tongues, he said, just like the beginning. He reflected 40 years before, because Peter was there. Just like the beginning, Cornelius began to speak with other tongues. He said, he tells the, the, the council in Jerusalem because they were upset. You were eating with the uncircumcised and you were going to these Gentiles and and, and he said, I wouldn't have believed it unless I was there. He said, and just like the beginning, the Holy Ghost fell. And it was from that point that they went to Asia. They went to Antioch and that's When the gospel took off. CRC, it's been five years. You need to leave this four walls. You need to go out there and take the cause. Take the cause of Jesus Christ. And watch the harvest come the harvest of salvation, the harvest of God's love. Because there are people like me and my sister that had it not been for somebody to care, care for a broken family, care for a troubled marriage, care for an angry man David was considered a man after God's own heart and David made all kinds of mistakes we could read about it through all Samuel and and, and we hear about all the things that David did wrong how can a guy like David ever be a man after God's own is why I believe it. Psalms 119 verses 14 to 16 or excuse me Psalm 91 verses 14 through 16 he says because he has set his love upon me when you love God I love God that means you want to please him has called you. He goes therefore will I deliver him this is the Lord making a promise because you love me because you do what I've asked I will deliver you I will set him on high because he had known my name he shall call upon me and I will answer I will be with him in trouble. Yes, thank you. God, I'm so glad he's been there through the trouble. Because there's been a, a lot of trouble. I will deliver him. But he also says that I will honor him. I don't deserve honor. But he's given me honor. Long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is David, the adulterer, the murderer, the giant killer. Do you got a cause today? got a cause because when you got a cause expect trouble expect pushback expect resistance. resistance expect it that means you're doing what God's asking no matter what you do for God Always expect resistance, because the enemy don't want to lose his soldiers. He wants to keep them. But when we go to his territory, we start plucking people from his kingdom. He's going to push back against you. He's going to make you're going to say, "I never had these problems. Now I got all these troubles." Because the enemy is trying to stop what you're doing but I'm so glad because I love him he hears me he promises to deliver me I want to invite you to stand you know what I feel in the Holy Ghost? that God has put people in your heart and in your mind and some of you have been kind of uh, uh, intimidated to tell those people maybe because you got a, a, a record and you've, you've kind of messed up some things and, and now you're kind of how could I say anything now look at all that I've done but I believe today that if you make a commitment to God, God's going to anoint you with the courage and vision and the ability to persevere to see to it. Don't stay where you're at. Go after it. Pastor Larry, God's given you a vision. need to go after it It'll give you courage to do it don't be afraid of their faces as Jeremiah says persevere after it you've already killed a lion and a bear the modern church is no longer a city church because of automobiles because of the internet highway, you have an ability to get bigger than just Almirage. Don't 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 sell yourself short. For whosoever will, but you need to pick up the cause. I'm going to invite everybody to lift up your hands. If you're wanting to commit to a cause. God is wanting to fill you right now with that cause. If you want, this altar is open. But you better fight for somebody for souls